gentlemen, welcome to the Dr. Script Show. We're talking about your favorite movies of 2019. What was good, what was bad, and what we can hopefully hope for more later this year. Uh, doc, doctoring to... Or, uh, We're not really doing much rate, doctoring Yeah, today, not but. doctoring. More uh, describing on the year state... Dr. Sam. It's good to be here, Dr. Taylor. Thank you. Uh, I'm, we didn't have anything come out this week, but it's because some pretty big stuff is coming coming up here. Uh, in two or three weeks or whatever our schedule ends up being, uh, it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. I'm actually really excited for people to see it. Me too. Hear it. You guys will look at the time codes in two or three weeks and be like, hey, I understand why this took you guys so long. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this might be a larger project than we were anticipating. Uh, but didn't want to leave you guys with nothing to listen to this week so for anyone who's looking for a, a thursday or friday or whichever day this comes out update uh here it is it's our our state of the cinema 2019 checkpoint yep just i don't think we'll give our rankings out just yet of no. our favorite movies but we'll talk about the movies we've enjoyed so far yes. and maybe the couple that you know could have been better so some could have been better Starting that off, Sam, how do you think 2019's done so far with the movies? So just from the stuff that I've seen, has actually been really good. Like, at this point in 2018, I do, like, a listing of, like, my favorite movies with scores of, like, A, B, C, D, and F. Uh-huh. And I color code them. And typically at this point in the run, I have maybe one A movie if total. Uh-huh. I have three up there right now. And, like, I think I have three more as B-movies, which means that, like, only three more are Cs or Ds. You watched B-movie three times? <laughs> I watched B-movie a few too many times, actually. Um, yeah, actually, same with me. I have two or three A-movie, A-plus movies that I recommend off, like, in a heartbeat, a couple documentaries, a few B-pluses, A-minuses here or there. But the lowest one I would have is maybe, like, a C-plus, and that's, like, compared to what I watched last year at this point, <laughs> this I'll take C pluses. Oh yes. So, I guess what movies would you recommend right now? Biggest thing right now, it's probably gonna leave theaters real soon. Uh, it's Booksmart. Yeah. Uh, I know it's not the big flashy title. We'll get to that in a little bit. But <laughs> Booksmart is like amazing. Like, I, I, for anybody who heard our favorite movies of 2018, eighth grade, Booksmart is that and then some. Like, I cannot say enough amazing things about this movie that it's uh, that it's just a genuinely good movie. If you just take something that's like, oh, this is a well-written script, good characters, the plot is great, it all works, and then it's super funny, super relatable, and, like, people of, like, any persuasion can love this movie. It literally is just girl super bad. Yes. But, like, it's very more creative with everything, like, with shots dialogue. It's realistic, you know? I would and almost, like, go out of my way to, to try and campaign this for a cinematography Oscar. Like, I, yeah, me too. They I, do so many smart ideas with everything. It's it's a weird, like, thing to think because most people think of, like, the prestige or, like, things or, like, the sci-fi things that need the cinematography. But this is some really smart work and I mean, I, I'm not a big fan of Olivia Wilde as an actress, but as a director, I'm down for more of her. Right? She nailed it. Like, completely out of the park. Like, for a first-time director, oh, yeah. if we're comparing this to maybe, I don't know, what's another first-time director that's coming out maybe this week? Dark Phoenix, Simon maybe? Kinberg, yeah, maybe. maybe that guy. Uh, he, a movie <laughs> that he directed, and then it took so long, oh, episodes of television he directed came out first. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so, you know, comparing first time directors a little bit 
killed it. Absolutely. I can only think about maybe another guy's first <laughs> first directorial debut being a little better. That is also on this list. Aha. Uh-huh. I mean, I would also <laughs> put, because uh, Bo Burnham was the director of my favorite. Oh, yeah. Last okay, year's okay, I put yeah, in that's there. Fair. That's fair. Bradley Cooper for Star is Born. Those were some... The good, a lot of good debuts came out last year. Yeah. And this year is no exception either. Yeah, no. This year's just been killing it, man. Yeah. I, I, you know, I haven't seen a lot of bad movies, like I was saying, but, like, what I've seen so far has just been like, yeah, I feel excited going to the cinemas all yeah. the time. Like, I, I expect some good stuff. Um, which leads me to my, one of my other favorite movies, and I'm talking about first-time directors kicking it, killing it. Uh, Us, Jordan Peele. Right. This is his second movie, and... He did it again. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually, I think this is, I think I liked Get Out better, but I think this is a technically better movie than Get Out. I liked Us better. I, I need to watch Get Out again, but I liked Us a lot more just because, like, I have a soft, I, I, I grew up around the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk, uh, and seeing that was also fun. It was just such a fun s- surprise being like, oh my God, this is happening. Oh, we're here. Oh, we're here for a while. Good. Cool. Um, and it's just so creative, original, out there, like very Twilight Zone, which he's doing too. Yeah, well, mm, well okay. also <laughs> Simon Kinberg directed an episode or two of that show too. Yeah, we yeah, yeah. we're gonna give that time. <laughs> I, I'm the one guy that has CBS All Access. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I've watched pretty much all those episodes. I'm a little underwhelmed. But but exempting that, <laughs> really, really great. Yes, it really good. Not gonna give any spoilers, but like we all know what I'm talking, thinking yeah. about. It's perfect. Great. Near perfect. Yeah. Uh, but I think the one that we need to talk about because it's on everybody's list is Dark Phoenix. Yeah, um, man. No. Best movie. How can you? I can't think of another franchise that ended their whole skit besides Dark Phoenix. You well, know, give it I a guess, run. I guess you could look at one other Marvel franchise. That uh, ended things, you know, in a solid way. I mean, you, I like Spider-Man 3 more than you, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, of course we're talking about Avengers Endgame, which... Yeah. For, what, for everything that it was doing, it's it was great. I've never fanboyed so hard during a movie besides this. Like, I'll, I'm going to spoiler Avengers, because at this point, if you haven't seen it, like, you weren't interested. I guess put the time codes in for when the spoilers happen, just, just in All case. All right, yeah, spoilers for time codes. <laughs> Look at the time codes for spoilers. But when fucking Captain America is lifts the hair, that's amazing. I and, and it's 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 perfect. It's it's like poetry. And it flows and it's just perfect. And it it really it really is. And like you know, we're we're biased because we're fans of Marvel. But I genuinely think that it just is a good movie. Oh. And then when it comes to fan service, it does that. In the most perfect story-driven way you could. Yeah, I, I don't, I wouldn't even say it's a good movie. I would say it's a great movie. It's a like, great movie. It's, I, I don't do a rankings for Marvel or anything, but probably my favorite, just on the top of my head. I can't think. Ragnarok did well. I like that. Mm. I mean, I put it in my top five out of twenty-two for sure. Oh yeah, the heartbeat. It's so great. You. You know, I really... I didn't worry that they were going to stick the landing. I just sort of thought it would be funny if they didn't. Like, mm-hmm. what if this was just crappy, like, terrible send-off and everything? I knew that wasn't going to happen, but, you know, it speaks to a franchise when Age of Ultron is your worst thing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the, oh, we don't talk about Age of Ultron. <laughs> like, 
It's no, it's no uh, X Men Origins, you know. Oh God, oh yeah. no. Uh, you can't keep shitting on the X-Men. Like, they've got good ones. Like the first one, X-2. I like, I like Logan. I like all those other Logan. three, too. I like First Class. They, first like, class it seems good. like they got 50% success rate. When they fail, they fail hard. Yes. Um, but yeah, anyways, Avengers is great. You've already seen it. Everyone anyways. knows it's great, man. It, it's great. But uh, So what are some of the stuff, I guess, uh, do you want to talk about more stuff we've done, or do you want to go into like what we're looking forward to? Let's talk about what we're looking forward to. Rest of, t- rest of 2019, what are you looking forward to? Uh, I'm looking forward to, I mean, a lot of the sequels. you got It 2. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got the last Star Wars movie, of course. Quote, unquote, oh, last yeah. Star Wars movie. But I'm looking forward to that. Uh, just some other stuff, because uh, I like to throw indies out there so that people can actually look forward to them. Uh, Brittany Runs a Marathon looks like it's going to be fun. It was a winner at Sundance. Uh, I don't know how this movie Ad Astra is going to do. It's like a Brad Pitt space movie that looks like it's part 2001 A Space Odyssey, part young adult novel. Okay. Like, it's really weird, but I think it's going to be interesting. And in the space theme, there's also a movie coming out called Lucy in the Sky. That's uh, Natalie Portman is also an astronaut, but when she comes back to Earth, she has like a, a crisis of whether she even wants to be on Earth anymore. So there's a lot of good space-related things coming out. Uh, and I'm trying to think of the other things. Oh, Lion King yep, uh, is the most recent ooh. thing. The, like, the thing that's about to come out most recently, or soon enough, that I think is the most anticipated thing. I don't know how I feel about it, but I do think that that will certainly be a movie that comes out. Oh, it definitely will be a movie that comes out. I think it's going to destroy the box office. I think Disney is just going to keep raking it in. And, you know, Disney Plus is just going to have more and more stuff to add to their queue. Yeah. So now that we just talked about it, what do you think about how excited are you for Disney Plus? I think it's going to be good. Uh, Is it coming out this year or is it early next year? Uh, This year, in November. Yeah. I mean, going to get it. Like, it's because it's got... If you're going to go for a place where you can guarantee you'll have good stuff, it'll be Disney+. And, like, I'll, I'm looking forward to, you know, some of the random stuff they're going to have on there. First, not the random stuff, some of the, you know, the Marvel shows that are going to come out. Right. And then the random stuff, like a Love, Simon spinoff they're going to put oh, on there. Did not and know that. like, just some other, like, crazy stuff. I am hoping the whole entire series of DuckTales is on there. <laughs> 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 I think you also mean Darkwing Duck, of course. Yeah, of course. Anything that was in, like, the childhood 90s cartoon stuff. Like the what, One Saturday Morning. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Uh, the Jungle Book TV animated oh, show. Uh, uh, fucking. It, it, was the, it was the one where it's, like, the draw. Like, he's yeah. like a plane. Yeah. I forget um, what it's called. Oh, my God. It's going to bother me. Fuck. Is it's it worth not, it to look it up now? Sure, just look it up. Yeah. I'll keep rambling on why I think Disney Plus is great. Um, you know, all the Marvel stuff will be on there. So it's literally the powerhouse of streaming services. Like, they are also lowballing it as ridiculous. It's six ninety nine. I think this just became an ad for Disney Plus. Tailspin. Tailspin. That's there what it was. Tailspin. I hope all of Tailspin. The Gummy Bears show. Uh, sure. That should be on there, too. I think that was a Disney... Wasn't that a Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. So. Deep uh, cut. Deep cut. Deep cut. Uh, just random, random stuff. But, yeah, I think uh, that'll be a really interesting thing to see. On the flip side, what do you think about Apple Plus? Intrigued? Uh, the thing is, like, we just don't... <laughs> At this, if say roles are reversed and Amazon is coming up with their streaming services right now, mm-hmm. 
I wouldn't be like, okay, let's see what Amazon does. I would be like, let's see what they do. Maybe something great will come out. Maybe not. But I'm intrigued. I don't... There isn't a heavy hitter where I'm like, I need to watch this Apple show right now. Like, uh, Amazon had The Tick, which was subpar. Then Lore, which is like a big podcast, if you're into podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they had other stuff before, but they... What I think they... Amazon did smartly. Smarter? I don't know. They, They slowly turned out their material. Like, they had Amazon Studios, which made movies... Where people would see that and be like, oh, Amazon's making movies. Then they started doing, like, you know, six shows a year on their streaming service. And then they started adding more stuff to their streaming service that was licensed material. That was really what I felt was, like, was smart. With Apple, they're going to drop, like, ten prestige shows all at once, as far as I can tell. I don't know what their exact business model is, but Uh I'm pretty sure, like, fall of 2019, you're just going to get, like, everything all at once. And I don't think that's a bad thing, but I do think if you don't have one thing to help stick you out from the crowd, like with, when HBO came out, it was just home box office, like it's where you want pay to watch movies, like, you know, right. things that just came out. But then they came out with their own stuff, and there was the show Oz, which was about prison, and it was like, oh, oh, you can do like these weird different stories, and they had that to latch onto. Then they kept making more series. And soon enough, they had, like, a rotating line, but there's always something you could point to on HBO. Right. But with Apple, you're just, just going to drop everything, and you're just kind of... If they don't have one thing that stands out, it's, everything's going to get lost. Yeah, and, I mean, the thing with dumbing them all at once is just, like, the best, best shows are going to go up there, and even there, if there's a show that's mediocre, it's just going to get lost. Yeah. So... Uh, I agree. I think they should do a bit more of a slow turnout where, yeah, yeah just make a movie here or there, get in theaters. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, I think they're hedging their bets on amazing stories being that thing because it's Spielberg. It's got the thing. It's from another era. And then people will be like, oh, amazing stories was good. Hey, there's this Emily Dickinson show that people that, you know, one snobby critic said they liked something about. I guess I'll check that out. I think that's what they're going for because you can't do the Netflix thing where you drop a thousand things at once. Yeah. Because at least Netflix, when they drop a new thing, it's like they figure out how to make it hook first. And then you watch whatever other original programming they have because it's similar to something you just watched. I think what also Apple needs to do is really lower their prices, mm-hmm. similar to what Disney Plus is, like six ninety nine, seven ninety nine, somewhere around there. Then people that are just like interested enough will be like, "F it, I'll pay for it." I'll yeah. blah blah blah. You're talking to a guy that has the CBS All Access <laughs> Pass. You know, I'm a sucker for streaming services. Um, but you need that one show to keep me going. Yeah, you know? I think Disney, I mean, I think Apple's gonna try and do that because they like announced their like bundling package, which where is they're gonna smart. have everything for a certain price I'm just worried that it's going to just turn into cable where you're yeah. just going to have the exact same problem you had before I think that's true but you know if I'm getting I, I don't know if this is true or not but I remember reading an article saying like yeah you can get Showtime you can get HBO or Bravo for 40 bucks a month and you have not just Apple catalog but all those other shows mm-hmm. I know probably True TV is on there yeah. something like that I don't know, there's there's so much happening all at once that it's hard to just keep up with everything. Yeah, no, I mean if you are a creative who's able to make shows, today this era is very pro making shit. I yeah, guess. If you, there's there's something to be made everywhere. If you the the job opportunities for TV writers, as much as they're still like scarce today, they have like exploded tenfold. Right. 
Oh, it's a good time. It's a good time. Um, is there any other TV shows you're looking forward to? Ooh, uh, I think this won't have come out by the time we broadcast this, but I like Big Little Lies. The season mm-hmm. two is about to come out in June. Uh, you know, I this is my big secret is I watch This Is Us. Okay, I'm excited uh, for season four to hey, drop in the fall. That's no, that's uh, that's nothing to be ashamed of. And yeah, I mean, and once the shows come out, I mean the. The, the Winter Soldier Falcon series is like I'm I'm game. I'll hear reviews. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like those guys. I want. I they they never seem like they get enough screen time in the Captain America movie, so I would want to see them actually doing stuff. That's fair. Um, one movie or TV show that I've been excited for for years now. Rick and Morty season four is finally coming at you. You know, the month of November is just going to be crazy. It, it it's really is. Disney Plus and Rick and Morty. Like, how are we going to be able to handle it? I mean, and Thanksgiving. Put, oh, what if they put Rick and Morty on Disney Plus? What? Morty? What? Oh, right. Morty. <laughs> we're, we're Disney now. Hooray, <laughs> we're, we're here. I can see it. No, they're going to be Apple. They'll be bungled in everything. I think that's it for the, for the streaming wars. Hey, yeah. Hulu, man. Still pumping out some good stuff. Yeah, it's fun. I love watching South Park on them again. Hey, I watched their original stuff. Pen Fifteen is great. Cool. I hear Shrill is great. Uh, actually, I've heard good things about Shrill too. Yeah. So they do. They have good stuff. Handmaid's Tale is actually about to come out. That's actually something I'm really looking Ooh, forward to. Okay. Because uh, season two ended kind of weird, and I hope they turn that into into gold. I'm sure they will. It's Handmaid's Tale. They, you know, they just take on uh, real life events and sort of make it happen. Yikes. <laughs> Gee, Isis. Isers. But yeah, so that's how I feel about that. Uh, Taylor, I think you had uh, a special report you wanted to give to the audience. Yeah, if you guys remember early on this year, I was we made a whole episode about Kingdom Hearts and uh, how to make that a TV show because the third game was coming out after over a decade. So I played Kingdom Hearts three. Um, I finished it. Man, I was pretty bummed out. Mm. Not gonna lie. What bummed you out most? Um, the pacing. Honest to God, the pacing was pretty bad. Where like the story wasn't structured enough. Where usually it's like, oh, you go to this one planet and then you do this and then you do that. But also, this ties into the overarching story. And this time, it's just like you did the planet, you finish. There's a cutscene. You do another planet. There's a cutscene that connects to everything. And then usually there's a midpoint of the games where, okay, this just happened in one of our made-up lands like that all the fucking Final Fantasy characters are at. Now we need to deal with the big threat Mm -hmm. that we've been hitting out throughout the game. At this point, you finish all of the planets, and then you go to the final battle with big count, like <laughs> shit going on. And I, there's some cool shit that happens, I'm not going to lie, but afterwards I was very like bummed out and frustrated. Um, yeah. And then I went online, and there was some people equally as bummed and sad about me, but then other people that were defending it really hard and like loving it. And honestly, I feel like it's a Phantom Menace thing where mm-hmm. people... Finish it or in denial, and then after a couple months, they'll be like, Oh, looking back at that, I don't want to play that again. Or they'll go back and say, Oh, I really want to replay it, and then going back through it, they'll be like, Oh, oh, there's some holes in here. Yeah, like, what was the how was the gameplay itself? Like, was it at least like fun to play? Um, it's really easy. I mean, I don't think I actually ever died once. Wow, and 
you know, I'm not the guy that goes through, make sure I have all my potions stocked up or like checking my, oh, what can I level up here and there? I just sort of like run around. And if I have a hard time, I'm like, all right, I should probably check this stuff out. Yeah. But well, I remember like playing Chain of Memories and like that was a Game Boy Advance game like meant for, you know, younger people. And I remember getting stuck at certain levels where you had to actually like think of strategies. But if you never die, that's kind of unfortunate. Well, it's there's it's too easy. Like they give you too many combos, basically. Mm-hmm. Like this does feel like a very like kids game where it's like you sort of have to try to die. And even there I do. I did die once or twice. You come back as Shadow Sora? No, you don't even die. If you're close to dying, you have the option of coming into Shadow Sora that fills up your whole life bar, and then you can play as, like, you know, the heartless version of him for mm-hmm. two or three minutes, recharge yourself, and then you come back and wow. can heal yourself. So does that affect gameplay at all, like or, like, the story, if you're, like, if you become Shadow Sora too no. much? Not that I experienced, at least. That's a little disappointing. Yeah, right? I mean, I, yeah, I've never played the games, but I always knew that they were, you know, fun and cool. So that's disappointing that they kind of really whiffed it, especially, like, on the trilogy capper, and people waited forever for this game. Well, it's not even with that story-wise again. It's something that I worried about in the episode we did on. To enjoy the game, you need to know all the lore. So like, even if you have, like... Even dream drop distance, like yep. three, six, five days. Everything. You need to know what's going on. Yes. You can't just do play one and two and then do three. Like, you'd be like, who is this uh, uh, nominee gal? Or, like, who's this? Uh, wait, so Ven is a, or not Ven, fucking uh, Venitas is there. And you're like, who the fuck is Venitas? And then Axel is a good guy, but now he goes by Chad or something. <laughs> Moral of the story, uh... Very disappointing. Our um, episode is better than the actual game. Yeah, I mean, say if Kingdom Hearts ever did become an actual TV show, you would be like, all right, I got the first, second season down. Holy crap, how do I deal with the spin-off shows in season three? Like, it would be difficult. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, you know, next on our next Kingdom Hearts season two <laughs> breakdown... Uh, halfway through the year, are you looking any for? Are you looking forward to doing any movies for the script show, Doctor Script Show? Uh, I'm excited for a few things. Uh, well, there's some stuff that I'm excited to have out in the world, but there's some stuff that I'm not excited to do. Uh, there's rumblings of a certain uh, oh, right, uh, yeah. dark Spider-Man uh, that we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. In fact, there's two versions of Dark Spider-Man <laughs> that we've uh, been considering. Uh, and, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of the other stuff. There, there's some funny stuff thrown in. There's some, uh, you know, heavy stuff. And again, our biggest project to date uh, that took a long time to put together. I'm very excited to have that come out uh, as, as, so- as soon as we can get it done. <laughs> Me too. Um, I'm excited to do the 2018 Grinch, you know? Ooh. It uh, won't come out till way later, but still, you know, probably half a year from now. Half a year from now? Uh, you know, or we could just put that off till forever. Yeah. No, we, we got to complete the Grinch, Grinch and G. Yep. Well, however many movies that ends up being. I fucking love that we talk Grinch on this podcast. <laughs> we'll go to our spinoff podcast, <laughs> Talking Grinch, <laughs> where we talk everything Dr. Seuss and mostly Grinch-related. Oh, man. Oh, man, oh, man. Uh, I mean, is there anything else, uh, you know, uh, that, you, that you'd like to do that you'd, you know, that you'll need to convince me of to, be, to, to do a podcast of? Because uh, here's your platform to do it. 
convincing you to a movie that you would not want to do. Um, hmm. God, I can't really think of movies. I can think of TV. Uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I I do have one that I'm I'm hoping we end up getting to do, but it will be towards the end of the year, similar to The Grinch. Uh-huh. Let's just say it has to do with a certain uh, uh, sci-fi story that's coming to a close, and its last chapter, or its second to last chapter, may have been a little controversial to some. Uh, let's just say my opinion on it differs from another opinion that that is a friend that we hold dear that's been on the podcast before. <laughs> and I would love to discuss that with him on air so that the viewers, you guys, could help decide which one of us uh, is better, is yeah. stronger, and more right. That was the most vague. If I didn't know what you were talking about, I would not know what you were referencing. Good. <laughs> Should I say it? Uh, you know, it, it's a popular film series that's yeah. coming at the end of December, and you can figure that out. You'll figure it out from there. Um, yeah, no, that's it for me. Um, yeah, no, thank you guys for listening. I know this was a weird week, uh, week, little blip, uh, but we want to give you guys something, so yeah, thank you for listening. Look forward to this weekend where, uh, do you want to just do a little tease of what we're doing? Sure, we're going to Springfield. Oh yeah, we teased this at the end of Titanic, right? Did we? I'm not sure. I don't remember. We'll listen to it later, but... Uh, Heidi Ho, we're going to Springfield. (laughs) Bye, everybody. See you guys.